Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. A top official at the Energy Department told a Senate panel on Thursday that the United States can make the transition to electric vehicles without China. It's a sign the administration believes its efforts to establish domestic clean energy supply chains are working. But the remarks drew significant skepticism from lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. As we all know, ever since the Inflation Reduction Act became law and included federal tax incentives for EVs, Washington has debated whether President Joe Biden's EV transition could actually be done without China, which dominates the supply chains for EVs and the minerals that power them. So today, we chat with Politico's James Baikalis about how the administration defended its EV approach and the strong pushback. It's Friday, January 12th. So the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee held a hearing on Thursday on EV supply chains, and two top Biden administration officials spent much of the hearing defending the administration's policies against attacks from both sides of the aisle, really, criticizing the U.S. for moving too quickly towards electric vehicles in light of China's dominance of the supply chains for EVs themselves and the critical minerals that power them. In that hearing, Deputy Energy Secretary David Turk responded to some of those criticisms by saying that he believes the U.S. can transition to electric vehicles without China, which was some of the administration's most direct comments yet, asserting that its efforts to establish clean energy supply chains in the U.S. are working. And Turk cited statistics that since the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act in 2022, domestic manufacturing investments that have been announced will allow the U.S. to control 16% of the graphite processing it needs for EV production by 2027, which is a significant jump from China's current dominance of the graphite supply chain. So I'm sure that sort of comment directionally is what Manchin wants to hear. Of course, you know, that's kind of his goal with how the EV tax credits were written. But you're reporting that in the room, there was a lot of skepticism around Turk's claims here. So what was some of the skepticism about here? Right. So both Republicans and committee chair Joe Manchin were critical throughout the hearing of the Biden administration's efforts on EV supply chains. It boils down to a couple of key criticisms. The first one is that the Biden administration is giving automakers too much leeway to continue to rely on Chinese suppliers with the EV tax credit. Republicans and Senator Manchin allege that the way that the Biden administration has implemented the credit is allowing these incentives to continue to flow towards Beijing. And then the other big criticism that we heard in the hearing was that the U.S. isn't doing enough to build up its own domestic critical minerals production. Republicans have criticized the administration for not permitting certain critical minerals projects that they say will be critical to allowing the U.S. to catch up to China on the critical minerals production. And we know that Manchin has repeatedly threatened to back a lawsuit 
against how the administration is implementing rules around the EV tax credit or proposed rules around the credit. So what was the conversation like in the hearing around that? Did Manchin address it and did administration officials respond? Yes. So on Thursday, Manchin repeated his threat that he would write an amicus brief to support any lawsuit against those rules implementing the EV tax credit once they're finalized. But at the same time, Manchin is also pursuing another tactic aimed at overturning these tax credit rules, which would be through the Congressional Review Act. In December, Senator Manchin sent a letter to the GAO asking it to rule on whether the rules proposed by Treasury and put into effect on the EV tax credit can constitute final rules, which would be subject to Congress overturning them through the Congressional Review Act. And so he pursued this strategy further in the hearing on Thursday by questioning the Deputy Treasury Secretary on whether those rules can be considered final or not. And the Deputy Treasury Secretary responded uh, saying that it's normal for the Treasury Department to rely on proposed rules when it comes to tax policy, saying that they frequently put out proposed rules that taxpayers can rely on in the process of the department finalizing those rules. In the context of the EV tax credit, the Treasury Department is aiming to finalize them as soon as possible. Also, a three-month campaign by G7 countries, which includes the United States, is driving Russian oil below world prices. That's what a senior Treasury Department official told reporters on Thursday. The official said the fall is because G7 members escalated their enforcement of the $60 per barrel price cap starting back in October. The G7 initially enacted that price cap in late 2022, which bars Western companies from shipping or insuring Russian oil unless it is below the $60 per barrel ceiling. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Nurma Michael is the podcast producer. Kara Tabor and Annie Reese edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Tuesday. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.